Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? Did really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Daniel Harris, Mr. Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzadel, all directors of San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today we're going to talk about the quotes from evolutionists. They sometimes get mad at us because we find it easy to use their own words against them very often because they are quoting things that really feed our fire. Richard Lewontin, evolutionary biologist, once said, it is not the methods and institutions of science somehow compel us to accept a material explanation of the phenomenal world, but on the contrary, that we are forced by our priori adherence to material causes to create an apparatus of investigation and set of concepts that produce material explanations, no matter how counterintuitive, no matter how mystifying in the uninitiated. Moreover, that the materialism is absolute, for we cannot allow a divine foot in the door. Guys, when you hear that, what do you think? They're afraid of God. Yeah, we just did another program on, on that. I know. Uh-oh. <laughs> What are they afraid of? The truth. Well, if God is real, they have to be accountable to him. And that would be probably number one in many of these quotes, authors' minds, is that if there really is a God, then I would be accountable, and I don't want that. So how can I explain the world without him? And if I only look at natural things, in other words, things I can see, feel, touch, and test, then I'm safe from God, because God is not seeable, tasteable, touchable, experimentable. And if you're dealing just with materialism, you're by definition saying what? God God is excluded. God is excluded. God cannot be the answer. Terry? And he's admitting that these materialistic explanations for everything, these naturalistic explanations for everything are totally implausible. He admits that. (laughs) But then he says, but we have to accept it because that's the only thing we can even consider. So we must consider the implausible. We must consider what's counterintuitive. We must accept it, not yeah. just consider it. We right. have to accept it. As fact. It. Right, as, as fact. fact. Yeah. 1 Corinthians one eighteen says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. And that refers to what we're talking about here. Scott C. Todd, Department of Biology, Kansas State University, said, Most important, it should be made clear in the classroom that science, including evolution, has not disproved God's existence because it cannot be allowed to be considered. Even if all the data point to an intelligent designer, such a hypothesis is excluded from science because it is not naturalistic. Of course, the scientist as an individual is free to embrace a reality that transcends naturalism. When you hear that, incidentally, that's a good piece of word salad, but when you hear that, what do you think? He's trying to justify his existence as a Department of Biology professor by towing the line and saying that there is no God God. But if you want to believe in God, you got to do it on your own time, <laughs> not in the classroom time. Is this the way science was done 100 years ago? No. Well, before 1900. Before 1900, most of the scientists were serious Christians. Maxwell, the, the fellow who invented those classic equations describing electromagnetism, was a fanatic Christian. William Herschel was a 
fanatic Christian. Most of the major scientists, nearly every one of them, Kelvin, disproved the idea that, that the universe could be very old because he showed that the sun was contracting and that it would burn out eventually. In the early 1900s, there were people who were inventing cosmologies for the very specific purpose of disproving Kelvin. Their main emphasis was to say that the universe would not die a heat death that everything would not burn out and use up all its useful energy and so on. So the evolutionists and the materialists took over the sciences approximately 1900 to 1925. And for us to say that we are somehow smarter than they because we don't include God is absurd. Yeah. Just throwing out choice D is not a good thing. Isaiah 44:18 talks to them. They do not comprehend or discern, for he has shut their eyes so they cannot see and closed their minds so they cannot understand. Sometimes people just don't want to understand. It yeah. doesn't fit their, their lifestyle, their perspective. You don't want to be responsible to a God, you try to write him out. Michael Shermer in Why Darwin Matters said, because the scope of scientific inquiry is consciously limited to the search for naturalistic principles. Science remains free of religious dogma and is thus an appropriate subject for public school instruction. Terry, I got a question. Because it gets throws out the supernatural, because it throws out God, does it necessarily do what they say and remains free of religious dogma? I would say Michael Shermer is just as religious as I am. Yeah, he yeah. just has a different religion and I would say a bad religion. What is his religion? He's an atheist. He believes there is no God, but that's a belief on his part, just the same as I believe in God. And now his atheistic, naturalistic, materialistic idea has become what we now accept as science in conventional society. But that's just as untestable as the idea that God exists. It's an a priori assumption. It has to be made on the basis of faith. Faith is the basis of all understanding of things that we cannot directly test. But they basically have limited themselves by putting fences or walls on science and everything else doesn't fall within that isn't theirs. They're basically redefining science. Yeah. Because their science, the so-called science of evolution, is a fact because they say it's natural. Because it's natural, it excludes God. And because God is not natural, therefore God cannot be an influencer on a natural world. But that's not testable. Correct. It's not testable. It's therefore not science. Something that is not testable and reproducible is not science. Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Daniel Harris, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're talking about the quotes from the evolutionists and what they reveal to us about their belief system. Michael Shermer again said, For creationists to disprove evolution, they need to unravel all these independent lines of evidence, as well as construct 
construct a rival theory that can explain them better than the theory of evolution. Well, I would say under scrutiny, these uh, so-called lines of evidence unravel themselves, which is why they don't want it scrutinized. And as far as constructing a rival theory that can explain them better than the theory of evolution, he's already stated that we cannot consider the biblical creation account. So he says we have to construct a rival theory, but but you can't consider the Bible. But in that statement, he's laid down a gauntlet. You must give us a model which is better than the evolution model. Well, we have a model from the Bible that shows us where all sedimentary rock layers came from, where all the fossils came from, how information got into life systems, how design, which we see everywhere within life, got there. And do they have any of that? No, they do not. They do not. Romans 1, 21 through 23 talks to this. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were dark. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being, and birds and animals and reptiles. Folks, really, that's what the atheists are doing here. They are not worshiping the Creator, but themselves. the creation. Yeah. Yeah. Huxley in Science and Hebrew Tradition, Volume 4, says the very conception of the Messiah or Christ is inextricably interwoven with Jewish history. The identification of Jesus of Nazareth with that Messiah rests upon the interpretation of the passages of Hebrew scriptures which have no evidential value unless they possess the historical character assigned to them. Yeah, What's I, he saying? Well, first off, I think we need to state who Huxley is. Huxley was Darwin's bulldog. Bulldog is right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's saying if you can't believe the Bible starting with the creation account in Genesis, there's no point in believing in Jesus. He gets it. This is Darwin Bulldog saying. This is a huge part of our whole ministry. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw out Genesis 1 through 11 mm-hmm. and say that was just a big story because it affects your belief system mm-hmm. and the rest of Scripture. Right. He gets it. He like gets it. It's like there's no foundation for evolutionists. Yes. Genesis is foundational to the rest of the Bible. Here Huxley says that if we misinterpret Scripture to write in Christ as a Messiah, it is instead that them who misinterpret the data given to them and the nature of the way we ignore the Creator. Folks, we don't need to ignore the Creator. We don't need to say that it's only science if we exclude God. Concerning Matthew 19.5, have we not read that He which made them from the beginning made them male and female and said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the twain shall become one flesh. Huxley wrote, If divine authority is not here claimed for this, 24th verse of the second chapter of Genesis, what is the value of language? And again I ask, if one may play fast and loose with the story of the fall as a type or allegory, what becomes the foundation of the Pauline theology? Completely undermines it. Completely undermines it. Yeah. And in point of fact, what are we doing today in contemporary society? We just read a piece of scripture that talks about we were originally created what? Male and female. We're trying to make up that you can be anything you want. Male, female, in between, alien, whatever. Aren't there 18 versions or so? (laughs) 101. Baskin Robbins only has 31 flavors, but we say there's 101 different shades between a man and a woman. Oh, man. Folks, when you listen to what the evolution is coming out, it is very clear that what they're trying to do is write God out of the equation. Not because the evidence is not there, but because they don't want to be responsible to him. These is what the scripture calls cunningly devised fables. Hmm. 
We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe. You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Bards and Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salisbury, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.